Hey guys, so we've come to the end of our Galatians devotional series. We'll be starting with something new on Monday. But here we are right at the end. And what's quite profound about this part is in Galatians chapter 6, 11 to 18, which is our text for today. This is where Paul takes the pen from the scribe. And up to this point, Paul has been dictating his letter and the scribe's been writing it out, as was custom back in those days. But now Paul takes the pen in his own hand and he writes these last few comments. I'm hoping to slam something home into all of our thinking today. I mean, into my own thinking, uh, just around truth and around freedom and around grace as we um, as we finish looking at this. And I trust that maybe even, uh, not that I think that there's anything particularly great about, because I've done these devotionals, but I trust that you do take some time to go back over these and listen to them again. Friends, we need to understand what grace really means, what this gospel of grace really means. And so Paul takes uh, the pen and so from verse 11 of chapter 6, he says, See what large letters I use as I write to you with my own hand. Those who want to impress people by means of the flesh are trying to compel you to be circumcised. The only reason they do this is to avoid being persecuted for the cross of Christ. Not even those who are circumcised keep the law. Yet they want you to be circumcised that they may boast about your circumcision in the flesh. May I never boast except in the cross of our Lord Jesus Christ, through which the world has been crucified to me and I to the world. Neither circumcision nor uncircumcision means anything. What counts is this new creation. Peace and mercy to all who follow this rule, to the Israel of God. From now on, let no one cause me trouble, for I bear on my body the marks of Jesus. The grace of our Lord Jesus Christ be with your spirit, brothers and sisters. Amen. So this, so Paul's taken this pen because this part is flippin' important. This is his like coup de grace, the final thing. And this is where Paul kind of aims his last salvo at uh, his last bullets at the guys who've come in to try and deceive the Galatian church. And what he says is, do you understand, guys, what's really going on here? They don't care about you. Legalism doesn't give a damn about you. What it's trying to do is win you over for itself. And that's what these guys were trying to do. They were trying to win the Galatians over to themselves, to create a separate and more holy church, you know, uh, something that looks good. It looks a bit better, but it's only in front of people. It's only in front of the world. In, in front of Jesus, legalism doesn't make us more holy or more perfect. And I think we have to be incredibly, incredibly um, careful when it comes to uh, comparison in the church. And these are more holy and, you know, because of outward signs. And Paul here is saying this, and I'd like to make a few comments to us personally today. Um, the same as Paul has in line with what he said is. And so here's the first thing. Can I ask you this? And this is what Paul was asking the church. Please don't be the trophy of an insecure leader. Please don't be the trophy of the enemy. Where he's told you something and so he's called you to himself and away from the true gospel and towards his gospel, which you have to try and earn now. Please don't be that person. Don't be the trophy of your own insecure, unsure mind. You know, unsure mind. Where it's, it's, you're not living from conviction anymore, but it's maybe from confusion. And so you're listening to all the other voices. And so you become a trophy um, on someone else's trophy cabinet. We are the trophies of Christ and Christ alone because of what he's done through the gospel. We can even try and make our effort ourselves, and that's the core of legalism, that I try really hard and so I can hold up my own works as a trophy. Friends, there is no trophy. That's what Paul's saying. He glories only in the cross of Christ. The only trophy we have is the fact that we are the trophies of Jesus. He has won us for himself. And the way we become a trophy is when we are compelled by the arguments of people and um, the concepts of people rather than following in the grace of Jesus. 
to receive it freely from Jesus and not go and buy it from someone else like we've been talking about. And what these guys were doing when they came to the Galatian church is they were saying to the Galatian church, it's too free, it's too cheap. So take a hit, pay a cost in your body, circumcision, take an easy way out. And what they were actually looking to do with the Galatian church was create a bit of um, a, a, like synchronization between the Jewish faith and between the Christian faith. They were saying, if you identify as a Christian and you stand for everything that God has said, you are going, you're going to experience some serious persecution. It's going to be crazy. So take the hit up front, right? Make it look like you agree with Christianity. But actually what you're doing is you're adding just enough of the world, just enough of this um, of circumcision, which was the Jewish tradition, just enough of it that you won't be persecuted. Because the Romans had accepted Judaism, but they hadn't accepted Christianity. So if you add a little bit of Judaism, you can hide under that banner. And friends, we Christians, and we aren't looking to sugarcoat the gospel. We want to be contextual. We want to love people. We want to speak in the language of the world, but we want to speak the message of the gospel. And we can't water that down. We've got to stand for what is true. And so what's happening here is they're doing stuff to make them look devout and make them look spiritual. And it's very easy for us to want to do the same. But friends, outward pretense and outward putting on a show is empty and hollow because it's only to the world and it's not in the light of Jesus himself who came to speak to us. If you look at Paul, Paul says he bears in his body the marks of Jesus, right? The legalists would say that um, grace was too free and too easy and so they were paying this cost of circumcision. Do you see the cost that Paul ended up paying with his his life? Um, In 2 Corinthians 11, he lists this. He says, five times I received from the Jews, 40 lashes minus one. Three times I was beaten with rods. Once I was pelted with stones. Three times I was shipwrecked. I spent a night and day in the open sea. I've been constantly on the move. I've been, been in danger from rivers, bandits, danger from my fellow Jews, in danger from Gentiles, in danger from the city, in danger in the country, in danger at sea, in danger from false believers. I've labored and told and often gone without sleep. I've known hunger and thirst and often gone without food. I've been cold and naked. And Paul's talking about an infinitely higher cost that he's paid than just some small little circumcision in the flesh. And that's the thing about grace. That's the profound thing about grace is that the free man who is motivated by love and compassion and conviction is infinitely more effective and dangerous than the prisoner who is motivated by fear and compulsion. And see, here's the question I want to ask us today. How are you going to live your life? You live your life as a, as a prisoner. Live your life just, just doing enough to look good on the surface. But actually living as someone else's trophy. Or are you going to live as the trophy of Christ where our lives are so incredibly effective? Um, I think someone said this once. The world and I agree on one thing. The world cares nothing for me and I as little for the world. And that's not talking about the people, you know, loving people. Just talking about trying to fit in and trying to give in to the, the, um, the worldview of how things are done. I want to finish with this quote by Spurgeon, Charles Haddon Spurgeon, who was a great preacher. He said this, To live to serve men is one thing. To live to bless them is another And this we will do, God helping us, making sacrifices for their good. But to fear men and to ask their permission to think, to ask their instructions about what we will speak and how we will say it, this is a baseness that we cannot tolerate. By the grace of God, we have not so degraded ourselves and we never shall. And so can I encourage you into this journey of grace? of understanding just the the freedom and the power and the understanding that comes from knowing Jesus, living in the audience of one, all that it comes from um, 
knowing his acceptance, knowing his words over our lives, and then going out and not living slave to what the world says and not living under the compulsions of man, but going out and being able to offer answers and offer care and love and compassion and forgiveness and all the things that Jesus has called us to, to the world because we're free. We truly are free in the grace of Jesus. I want to finish off with our final truth bomb. I didn't, I don't think I mentioned them the last two days, but our final truth bomb is this. Verse 18 of Galatians chapter 6. The grace of our Lord Jesus Christ be with your spirit, brothers and sisters. Amen. Can't wait to see you guys on Sunday. It's going to be really cool uh, being all together at church again and then continue with our devotions on Monday.